no matter how bad life gets, it's that community, isn't it? It's that community and support that just lifts you up, keeps you going, puts your crown on right for you, does your makeup for you and sends you out on the way. I am Lisa Roars, former executive coach turned podcaster and digital course creator. Just a few years ago, my typically unwavering optimism was put to the test when my autoimmune system went sideways and handcuffed my dreams to positively impact the world. Fast forward though, through years of failed experiments, dozens of doctors and countless hours of research, and I am now a healthy, thriving CEO of a business that is positively impacting the world by empowering people to exchange fear for fortitude and dis-ease for durability. I created the Sunshine Cafe podcast to give you strategies to be your best self-advocate so you can focus on the things which light you up. If you're looking for hope and encouragement to live a life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello again, and welcome back to the Sunshine Cafe. Joining me today from across the pond in the United Kingdom, I have my dear friend Debbie Westwell as my guest. Debbie is a career, confidence, and mindset coach. She's also a travel and tour guiding aficionado. With the digital courses, challenges, and one-on-one -on -one sessions she offers, Debbie pours positivity into her clients by encouraging them and teaching them the skill of resilience and how to navigate through life's many transitions, whether they be career-related or simply the adventure of life and learning how to embrace an abundant life and how to pursue joy. In fact, that's the topic of Debbie's podcast, Following the Joy. Debbie loves the simple joy that comes from meeting new people, and I think you're going to really enjoy meeting her as well. So let's dive in. Debbie, good morning. Welcome to you. I'm so glad to have you on the program. For my listeners, Debbie is full of joy, full of energy, and she will make you smile and laugh, and she will encourage you. I'll let her tell you a little bit more about herself. Debbie, why don't you tell our listeners and um, help them understand a little bit about how you've gotten to where you are now? Well, I promise highly the festival. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited. Um, oof, that's like a, a big intro. Like I feel like I'm forced to make people laugh. <laughs> so, oof, I don't know. I'm putting everything out in the world at the moment because I am following my joy. So this has been my mantra for this year. I've been working on myself, I would say, doing personal development probably for about or five, six years. Mm -hmm. But this year, I feel like I've been kicked up the bum and I've been put on the right track. And I'm just kind of, I've worked through a lot of personal stuff and I'm pushing myself forward and out there. And I've quit my corporate job, which everybody thinks I'm crazy for because I was just like, yeah. I've had enough and I've quit. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. recommend as you're saying, <laughs> I've had enough and I've quit. Um, but then I've like used some like manifestation powers and just I'm calling myself a manifestation queen to just kind of bring in like money and abundance into my life. And then obviously I found the podcast course, which I met you and like you are also awesome and just such a beautiful spirit as well. And I feel like the more you kind of start to learn about yourself, the more you start following what you absolutely love in life. I think you find those people who you resonate with so much. Do you not think? And I think that 
ultimately, I was thinking about this today. I was walking outside and it was slowly chucking it down, but it's it's fine. I was grounded in nature. And I just thought, you know what? You can learn anything. You can do anything. But ultimately, no matter how bad life gets, it's that community, isn't it? It's that community and support that just lifts you up, keeps you going, puts your crown on right for you, does your makeup for you and sends you out on the way. And I think that's what I found this year by doing things that bring me joy. Does that make sense? It makes Probably didn't answer sense. your question. No, it makes complete sense. And yes, you did. You are following your joy. And I love that because too many times I think we kind of get stuck in this, I got to do X, Y, or Z. And we forget that by following our joy like you're doing this year, it, it, it creates more opportunities that also bring you joy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It really, really does. Yeah. Like, just, I cannot, so just to give you a bit of a background. Sure. My mum's got Parkinson's. She has had for eight, nine years. And the last couple of years, we've been on a dementia path with her. It got particularly bad at the end of last year with basically resulting in me packing up all of my stuff and moving up to my parents' place, getting signed off work with stress because actually when I was at work, I had my little headphones on, I was in a meeting and then my mum would fall and my dad would shout, your mum's falling and I'd be like swearing, pulling off my headphones, middle of a meeting and running off because obviously for me, priority number one is my family and what I felt, what, what I was hearing from work, maybe not what they were saying, but what I was hearing from work is, when you're at work, you've got to give 100% to work. You can't, you can't um, be running off and stuff like this. And so that was the switch for me that started, actually, do you know what? What do I want in my life? So I was signed off work with stress for four and a half months. And at the time I was caring for um, my parents. My dad was having a defibrillator fitted in his heart at the same time. And, and yeah, it was all going off. Um, so... And I can look back on now and I can smile because I've been through a massive journey. So it comes down to myth, like manifestation again. And you've got to be careful what you ask for. Like, yes, you do. You out there. So I remember in lockdown, I'm not sure, obviously I'm from the UK, so I'm not sure what it was like um, over there with you guys in the States. But in, in lockdown, I, everyone was like, everybody was off work. They were getting paid 80% of their wages. I wasn't. I, I worked in the, in the government. I worked in the benefits office. And so actually, I ended up doing more work and overtime. So I was, I was like, well, you know, this, this COVID thing, oh, it's fine for me because I'm carrying on as normal. But what I was saying was, oh, I wish I had the time off so that I could do exercises in the morning or, you know, figure out what I want to do, learn a language, do what nobody else is doing, basically. <laughs> and yeah, I got that at the beginning of this year, at the back end of last year. So <laughs> be careful what you ask for. Yeah, right. Perfectly. But yeah, so I just feel like I've learned a lot. I feel like I'm going on a tangent here, Lisa. I'm so I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've, I've like, I've learned to prioritize myself and I've learned to prioritize my family and I've learned to put boundaries in place and say no. And when I started doing that, I noticed a massive shift in everything that was working around me suddenly I was like oh, I'm putting myself first oh that's okay oh you're not going to prioritize me oh that's not okay with me and it's kind of just been a huge growth and personal development journey and 
I'm, I'm going to try and find a photograph of how I looked at the beginning of the year versus like now when I'm like full of energy and radiant and I'm like, yeah, I've got this going on. I've got a podcast. I'm doing these courses. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, you know what? It's evident because, first of all, we can see the smile on your face. And if you can't see in this podcast, you can even hear it in your voice, the smile that you've got radiating. But also, it's interesting to me because you are also in a time where your family is going through some hard things. You know, health issues surface and hit us in, and, and they don't schedule their approach very well. You know, they just show up. And usually at the time we least expect or want them to. So here you are and your family's, you know, got these things surfacing that on the health side. And yet, because you are prioritizing yourself, by the way, nobody else will. You have to do that for yourself Absolutely. or no one else will, right? Because you're prioritizing yourself, look at how much joy you're able to have in the midst of the pain and the storm and the frustration and maybe even the, a whole litany of unknowns because your mom is still you know, dealing with that, our Parkinson's and kind of progressing through those stages, right? Yeah, she's kind of at end of life-ish now. Well, we got told she had three weeks to live at the back end of last year. Oh my goodness. And, wow. Well, she's still with us. So yeah. strong she's jeans. Great. That's what I'm going for. Strong jeans. Yes. <laughs> strong yes. stubborn jeans in the family. Right. And you know, it's, but, a, it's a process of reframing. So instead of losing her, you know, uh, whatever, nine months ago, 10 months ago, You've had this extra time to say what you want to say, spend the time with her that you want to spend. I mean, nobody gets to escape that thing called death, right? Yeah. We're all going to hit it. So we might as well embrace it and and make it the most beautiful it can be. That's, yeah, that's all we got. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I've learned is communication because like my sister will probably kill me for saying this. There was a time when we were literally butting heads because we Every weren't communicating in the same way. Yeah. And but we needed to pull together to support my dad, supporting yeah. my mum. So it it took us arguing and fighting and like triggering each other off. Yeah. It took yeah. us a, like a just a general grown up conversation to say, yeah. hey, I communicate in this way. I internalize everything, mm -hmm. and then I'll process it all. And I don't really like to ask for help. And then I'll tell people what's happened. Mm -hmm. My sister likes to talk through everything. Mm -hmm. But because of how my personality is, I want to fix everything. If somebody comes to me with a problem, I want to fix it for them. I'll be like, how, how can, I, can we do this? Sure. Can we do this? Yeah. Naturally, all she needed to say to me was, I just need you to listen. I don't I just, need you to fix me. I need to vent. So now we've, we've learned to communicate better. So we're, we're so much better with, mm. with that side of things. So again, a blessing that's come out of everything that's gone on with my mum's health and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I just think in general, we don't communicate well, do we? No, none of us do. And I think that's a really good thing to just pause on for a minute because communication, especially in the midst of hard times, brings out all kinds of unexpected colors, right? Things come out sideways all over the place. So um, did you lose your light? I've lost my light. Just bear with me. Okay. Well, that's okay. We'll help you find the light. <laughs> But anyway, when you're communicating in, in difficult times, like you said, some people really like to talk, think out loud and process things, you know, externally. Other people process things internally. And like you said, they don't want you fixing them. They just want you to listen. But we don't always have the ground rules established in our families to say, okay, I'm one of those. I just need you to listen. I need to vent for a minute. And instead... We just press on and communicate however we're communicating 
And oftentimes when you're in tough situations, you're also reacting to the situation and the person that is in front of you just happens to be the recipient of whatever emotions that you're dealing with, right? Yeah. So you're not, you end up saying things that you wouldn't even normally say. And that ends up hurting people for the long term. So I love that you and your sister were able to have that kind of, you know, level setting to understand exactly where you're both coming from. And you have to be able to do that in our families and friends. You got to be able to do that. And you have to have grace and forgiveness to say, hey, we were dealing with both of us who are dealing with a stressful situation. You said something that, that came out sideways. I took it personally. So when I'm taking something personally, I have to remember it's possible that they didn't mean to say it the way it came out. Right? Absolutely. I, just, I have to own that. Um, I, nobody can make me feel anything. I get to choose how I will receive whatever is said. Absolutely. Somebody says something and it really hurts my feelings. I have to acknowledge that I'm letting it, first of all, hurt my feelings. Second of all, I have to talk with them about that to say, hey, this hit me sideways. You probably didn't mean to say it that way, but let's talk about it so we can get and I can feel good about us again and then we can move forward. That's a really important lesson to learn as we move through stuff. Yeah. And also being strong enough just to say, we, can we just have a time out because this conversation isn't going the direction that we want and okay. that respect of yeah that's fine we'll we'll have a break from the conversation we'll come back to it with with level heads like on the same thing that, like you're saying there about emotions for me to work when I went back into work I had anger anger was coming out and I've done a lot of breath work I've done some coaching work and a lot of like got on the holistic route of learned Reiki and everything this year and what I've learned is anger is a secondary emotion and so, like you said, especially in like situations that are fraught, intense, be that like a family situation, be that a work situation. Ultimately, if something is coming out of you, it's because you're not happy with it, but it's usually because one of your basic needs isn't being met. So I've learned to sit down, breathe into it and try and understand what basic need isn't being met. Yeah. So for example, with, with work, I was getting so frustrated because I'm just like, you're, you're not hearing what I'm saying, but well, this is the reason. So I was, I was like getting it. angry. I was asking for, you know, reduced hours so I could spend time with my family. They were like, they didn't say no, but they didn't give me what I wanted. And then I was getting angry. And then when I breathed into it, I'm like, ah, I am not being heard. Not being heard is like one of my basic needs. Right. And so then that made me think, okay, like you said before, I am responsible or how I am taking things, mm -hmm. but then I'm also responsible for a course of action. So I was then like, okay, if I am not being heard saying what I am saying, how can I reframe it to mm -hmm. like come out a different way? Right. So that's kind of something I've learned as well. I feel like I'm just saying I've learned everything this year. I have learned things before this year, but this year has definitely been the so everything up to this year has just been foundation for you, my friend. And now you're able to like use, jump off that foundation into all these great learnings. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So many good things, Debbie. I want to touch on a little bit. There's another piece of your offering that I think is really cool. You, um, Debbie, for my listeners here, Debbie's got um, online courses and all kinds of really great things that she offers. So at the end of this episode, she's going to tell you where you can find her. But one of the things that I'm intrigued by, because one of my passions is travel, and I love to travel, 
I don't get to do a lot of it, but I love doing it when I am able. And I know that you do some tour guiding. Tell us a little bit about how you got into that and what kinds of things you do there. Okay, so I also love travel. Letha, it's ridiculous how much I love travel. People have genuinely asked me if I've got like traveler's blood in me. And I'm like, I don't think so, but it's possible from somewhere down the line. I think there's like, I remember being little and I was lucky enough to go on like holidays, vacations when I was little anyway. And um, it, it's just always given me the bug. From being a young person, I've always remembered saying to like my mum, I want to go to South Africa and travel. I want to go to Australia and travel. And and I think at the time, my auntie lived in South Africa. And when I got to kind of 17, my mum was like, please don't go to South Africa because your auntie says it's not safe for you to go there. So I was like, all right, I'll go to Australia instead. So I backpacked around the world. Um, and then I've worked on cruise ships around the world. And then I ended up tour guiding by that complete fate of manifesting additional money. So back to the work and I wasn't happy with it. I was reducing my hours and I was literally writing down how to how to make an additional a thousand pound a month and this should be easy and I literally listed off all the ways and some of them are ridiculous so some of them are like you know winning a television competition winning the national lottery asking my dad for the money um stripping for a living again you probably shouldn't be careful be careful what you write down right like for manifestations unfortunately that one that one's not come true we're all good yeah Um, yeah. but you know so I like and then I literally got google out and was like how can you earn extra money so I put you know like doing jobs for people I'm a beauty therapist I was like massage facials tour guiding like teaching English online I've literally written everything down within like 24 hours, my dad phoned me and was like, hi, your sister's going on holiday. I've given her some money for her and the kids and I've given you the same amount. So I was like, okay, thanks dad. You didn't have to. I mean, bless him. Like I'm, I'm not from a family where we flash money around all the time, but that was my thousand pounds. So it was like the exact amount that I'd asked for. And then about three days later, an ex-colleague from cruise ships had posted on um, LinkedIn to say, we're looking for a tour guide. And I was like, wow, okay. So I messaged her and I was like, am I I too old to be a tour guide? Because (laughs) um, it was for for a company called G Adventures. And in my head, I just thought G Adventures is for young people. Now they do have a younger section, but they also have tours for all sorts of people. (laughs) So my first question was like, Am I am I too old in my forties to be to be a tour guide? And she was like, absolutely not. But let's let's bring my manager into the conversation. You can ask all of the questions and then that's it. So it's like, this isn't an interview. Here's all the questions. So like, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And she basically said to me, the manager said to me, I think by meeting you, you'd be awesome. So you don't even need to have an interview. If you want the job, it's yours. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's fantastic. So I've been doing, I learned very quickly, a lot of the history of Scotland and Ireland. <laughs> I bet. And I shared with me some of those pictures too. They're fantastic. That's fantastic yeah. spaces you get to go to. I am so lucky. And you know what? That's what I've learned. It doesn't feel like work. I literally meet people who are amazing because they're clearly traveling in different countries anyway. So the people with like travel in their heart, I get to share parts of the, the country that I live in, which is beautiful. I get to share the history. I get to go out and eat and drink with these people. They're basically like new friends for me. And I get paid for it. But it doesn't, I mean, obviously there is a health and safety aspect. I do, I am looking after the people, but it genuinely doesn't feel like work. And that was what made me go, oh, oh, do you know what? That light bulb moment, like 
you can get paid for doing things that don't feel like that drudgery yes that dread i'm not counting down the days i don't want to waste my life by you know turning up to work on a monday and going right i've got four days until i can finish work i want to live my life how i want to live my life and design it purposely and this fitting perfectly with spending time with my family which was like like number one priority for me this year yeah. And so I was going away for a week and then I was coming back for a week and then I was going away for a week and I was coming back for a week. So it was perfect for me. And like you said, I got to do some amazing things and see some amazing places. And you know what? It's the British Isles and sometimes it rained. But yeah. never let, the, like rain brings rainbows, doesn't it? So <laughs> I just, you know, I love it. So I just got out and did it. And yeah, I'll be doing probably some more of that next year in amongst my coaching because I just genuinely like meeting people. <laughs> yeah, all right. And well, if I that... could do it anywhere else in the world, I would. So if anybody's out there listening and wants to give me a tour leading job, then hi, there you then go. go. <laughs> well, I can tell you for sure, if I ever make it over to your neck of the woods, I am definitely going to hire you as my tour guide. <laughs> I think that would be the most fun holiday. Wow. So, well, and it's another testament to how important it is to do what you love because, you know, we don't, like you said, we don't have to be stuck in these golden handcuffs that keep us in a job we hate where people aren't don't respect us and don't give us the the space that we need to for family and cir- circumstances that are coming up in our life. So I love that you're doing that, that you're honoring your parents, your, mo- your mom and your dad to spend the time with them when they need it. Because you know what? There'll be a time when they're not around and then you can spend time doing other things. But this is, this is a critical space where you need to be there. And I'm glad that you got that. Oh, thank you. It's yeah, nice I think balance. it's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I think it's super important as well that like the listeners and people in general understand that actually you're the architect of your own life. And so you don't have to, it might seem a little bit like, you know, oh, I've got bills to pay. I've got a mortgage to pay. I've got, you know, children to send through college or whatever. And we, we all need to get some, some money and we've all got, we've all got bills to pay, but there's always something out there that you can do to kind of get that joy back in your life and it doesn't have to be that competitive kind of we've been put in a box and we've been challenged to like go forward and get promotions get promotions and get more money and get more money and actually it's not about working harder because like you said before none of us can escape death it's about enjoying the adventure that's life and bringing into it like everything that you believe in making yourself happy like genuine it's it's a cliche isn't it but life is too short to be sitting behind a desk earning money for somebody else if it is affecting your health if it is affecting your mental health your physical health if it is stopping you from seeing your family or spending time with your loved ones or yeah I mean even if you don't want to start your own business even if you want to do something else there are plenty of jobs out there that respect you that you can work for mm-hmm. it's just sometimes you've got to think outside the box a little bit in order to be able to get there and like have faith that things unfold for a reason right. you've got to learn you've got to kind of figure out why things are triggering you it sounds easy it's easy it's easy to talk about it like that da, 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 da. people are probably listening thinking oh yeah it sounds easy. Like <laughs> it's, that, but it's easy. really not there's a lot of work um 
But once kind of you get that stage and once you start opening that door to, oh, I really enjoy this, more things that you really enjoy will start coming to you. So yeah. just believe that everybody can have a beautiful life. Exactly. And you know what? When we are doing what we're meant to do and we're fully joyful about it, it affects so many other things in our life. It affects our health. It affects our relationships. It affects everything, right? Yeah. Now, I and will if you've got say, children, it also like affects yes. their view on life as well. Yes, it does. And they either see that work can be enjoyable or they see that work is drudgery. And they learn just from observing us. Yeah. I was going to say that with all that said, I do know that there are some people who sit behind a desk and love what they do. Yes. <laughs> so I will acknowledge that there are some of those people out there, but at least in the role that I had previous to now, seeking after that promotion felt like that was more work to get promoted than it was to even do my job. So sometimes you just have to, like you said, create good boundaries and choose for yourself to have the joy. And if someone's not going to put you on a, as a priority, then it's time to put yourself as a priority, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can find those things in life that you can bring into the workplace that do right. bring you joy. So I've got a really good friend who genuinely loves her job, but it's quite a high stress job. And I've, I've interviewed her for my podcast, to be fair. And she does random things. So when her team gets stressed, she takes them into a conference room. She puts like a YouTube video of like cats chasing their tails up. <laughs> And then she makes them watch it for five minutes or she'll go to a meeting wearing a snorkel, full face snorkel mask. Or she's got a fart machine that I bought her that she just has and like hides in work and makes people fun. So she kind of brings the joy into I love that. <laughs> work. So yeah, I don't want people to be disheartened and think, oh, I've got to leave my job. You don't. Okay. You can genuinely change how you think about your job yeah. by just doing random things. Exactly. Your colleagues might not appreciate it. <laughs> Well, and, you know, bringing that fun into the mundane will kind of, you know, reignite the creativity, too, and creates better work when people Absolutely. have a little bit of laughter and a little bit of joy in their day. It's huge. I love those ideas. Snorkel <laughs> mask and part machines and things like that. That's fantastic. All right. So I am curious, what is one of your biggest surprises on the journey of finding your joy? Um, surprise. Oh, do you know what? I would say. Losing friends, I never expected that to happen. And I've, I've done a post about it recently. So I kind of I'm, I'm feel at peace with it. But I feel like when you start on a personal development journey and you start putting those boundaries in place and you start prioritizing yourself, some of the relationships that you've got in your life will change because they're going at the same speed and you've just notched up a gear. So Sometimes people struggle to support you. Sometimes people struggle to understand what you're going through. Or sometimes people just don't get the concepts that you're talking about. Right. And then also when you start going through uh, like personal development, you then see it in everybody else. You see the steps mm. that they could take that you've already taken. But yeah. it's hard. You can't tell somebody what they aren't ready to hear and so you kind of just got to live your life and lead by an example of, of just doing it yourself but yeah I found that I've lost a few friends well actually I said this I've not lost them I know exactly where they are we've just lost communication okay and I've had to make peace with that I got upset at first I was like why why aren't you messaging me what, what, what's going on hmm. but actually I think people come into your life for a, 
a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've got that saying in the States, Absolutely. you probably do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think sometimes you've just got to be curious about why things happen and kind of just let things go with full heart and trust that if those people are due to come back into your life at some point, that they will. And then you just keep like keeping on and doing what's right for yourself. Yeah. Like that was really hard to learn because nobody wants to think that you're going to lose people who you think are your, your greatest friends and they're going to be there for forever. Yeah. Um, Especially when and they've been say, in you your don't life. lose them. You yeah. know exactly where they are <laughs> and you support them from afar. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't yeah, expect think- them to step out of that communication loop when you're trying to make things that are changes in your life that'll make your life better. You expect your friends to come alongside you. But you're right. That's a really good thing to note that sometimes. Some people can't. They're not yet ready. Yeah. And that's not something about you. That's that's them on their journey. Again, same as a reactionary conversation or firing up at somebody like we were talking about. It that's like you can only do what's right for you and make yourself happy. You cannot make somebody else happy. And so when they're ready to catch up with me, I'll be there waiting for them with open arms. Beautiful. That's a really good one. That's a really good one, Debbie. I appreciate you mentioning that because I think, like you said. That's not something we expect. No, not and at all. It's hard enough to think about losing our jobs and the pe- people and the friends that we've had in those jobs if we decide to take a, a job change. That's one thing. But to lose friends that, you know, from high school or college or however you might know those people, that's hard. So that's a good thing to be aware of. And like you said, you said so beautifully to acknowledge that this is not a you thing. This is not, this is not something that is wrong about me if those people decide not to to kind of just get off that subway right there. Uh, you know, it's it's really about them. They they're in a different place and they want to they don't want to go along for the ride yet. Maybe they'll catch up with me later, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz everybody everybody posts on socials about look at me and it's full of joy and, and you yeah. know what? There's like a a law of polarity, so you can't have day without night, you know, you can't have dark without light. So you can't have these joyful shifts and changes in your life and personal development and everything's great without something happening. Like it's, it's not going to happen, but I think all too often, I'm going to get my soapbox now. I'll get off it in a second. All too often on social media, you only see the sparkly, shiny bits of life. Mm -hmm. And actually it's all right. It's all right to have a bad day. It's all right to listen to yourself and, and go, well, I'm not feeling it today. I don't, you know, it's all right to go, I just want to spend the day in my pajamas in bed or have your meetings from bed with your camera's not working today. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's okay. It's okay to have a good cry. And then the next day you'll bounce back again. But I just feel like social media sometimes portrays it as perfect. So it's actually nice to know that there are sides of, of every journey that aren't great, but that's our adventure that is life isn't it so mm-hmm. we kind of roll with it yeah I don't think you're given anything you can't handle and then you move through it and you get better yeah hopefully. yeah yeah fully hopefully <laughs> yeah but that's a good reminder too and to know that <clears throat> that even when you're looking on social media and you're starting to feel like oh I don't quite look like her I'm looking at me I didn't put any makeup on today my eyes are just like and look how gorgeous, gorgeous. you are but it's one of those things that's like, so what? You know, this person is posting this beautiful moment in their life. Like you said, 
has the flip side. There's always times when we're not feeling well. There's always times when we look or feel like we got 40 extra pounds on us that we need to hide, hide somewhere. Or like the days, like you said, I just want to stay in PJs and, and just be comfortable. There's, we always have, it's always the balance of both. And to, to not put that pressure to say, oh, I could never be like her. Wait, wait till you see her or him in the morning on a day he's not, or he or she are not feeling well, right? I bet you could be just like them because <laughs> that's how you might be feeling today. Yeah, it's a good, a good note. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Social media, great and serves a purpose and it can be really daunting sometimes too. We got it. Oh yeah. I'm constantly on social media with no makeup on. I just think, <laughs> and then I think, oh, well, do it anyway. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the reasons you're so relatable because people look at you and you're, you're a beautiful soul and yet you also are very relatable and you're just real. And I love that about you. So. Oh, well, thanks, Lisa. Okay. So I have another couple of questions for you here. Okay. All right, Debbie. So you're talking to your 20-year-old you. Oh, okay. What would you tell her? Oh, I would tell my 20-year-old self that it's okay to be a bit quirky, to stand out from the crowd and to trust your gut and that people who say things against you or, or who don't get you, they're just not your tribe. And it's fine. And you'll find your tribe. Um, but don't change who you are. That would be number one, I think. Love that. Number two would definitely be don't give up your dreams for somebody that you're in a relationship with. That's a really good one. Yeah, I've got to say I did do that. So that's a learning curve. I had all my money ready. I was going to go to Australia really wanted to travel. I ended up in a, a long-term relationship. I really wanted to experience it with him. Really, really wanted it to happen. And again, this is in hindsight, because obviously my 20, well, I wasn't 20 at the time, but my younger self would have not known that I was obviously projecting my dreams onto him. Mm. And I was taking, I think he probably maybe going, mm, and that was me going, oh yeah, we're doing it, we're doing it. <sighs> and in the end, he didn't have the money. We never went. And so then when the relationship ended, oh, I went off to Australia. But um, so I think if you are with the right person, don't change what you're doing because they will support you even if you do it solo. That's a great insight, Debbie. I love that. The people who are really your people and aligned with you correctly will encourage your dreams and maybe yeah. yeah instead of stealing them or raining on the parade kind of a thing right yeah but we all party hard when we're younger anyway so just you know yeah there are some of those lessons you just gotta step through <laughs> right <laughs> unfortunately i don't well, think my 20 year old self would listen to my 44 year old self <laughs> she'd be like that, you, you old person <laughs> that is part of the challenge right we yeah we have our own uh, pride at that age, thinking we know it all. <laughs> yeah. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Oh, I haven't thought about that one. Ooh, I sorry guess I didn't even think about that one. But one of mine for sure is to never settle for someone because I wanted to be married early. And had I known what God had waiting for me, I would have been much more patient. But I was not very patient. 
So I would, I would have reminded my younger self to live your life and the right guy will come into your life while you are doing what makes you joyful and, and to stop changing your joys to try to get someone else's attention because the right guy will be in that path of your joy instead of you don't need to shift to try to catch him. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And you don't need to change yourself either. Right. I think it's very similar to what you had said about not giving up on your dreams. Yeah. That, that just, you just have to be patient, you know, we just have to be patient and, um, and, and to know exactly what we want. So we don't settle for something less. All right. Great. Well, (laughs) Hey, before we wrap up, this has just been a delightful conversation. Just lovely to spend the time with you. I have so enjoyed it. And I know I'm going to call you probably this afternoon and have some more chats because I just love the conversations we have. Um, But before we go, I do want to make sure that everybody listening who has been so enchanted by your spirit and your joy and all of the positivity that you have manifested through some really hard times, even in your family and what's going on with your job and everything, how can they reach out to you? So on socials, I'm at Debbie Westwell on both Instagram and uh, Facebook and website, DebbieWestwell.com. Super easy. Great. And so check her out. She's got wonderful courses that will help you find abundance and joy and will really fill your life with joy that you might not have even known was missing. Debbie, thank you again for being on the podcast today. It's been a true pleasure. Well, thanks for having me, Lisa. Uh, All right. See you later. Take care. There are some key takeaways from this interview today, so I'll summarize five of them here. One, learn to put boundaries in place and find ways to kindly and respectfully say no. This will keep you safe and also free you up to follow your joy. Number two, follow your joy. Decide what you want. You can live an abundant life and you can design it purposely. You are the architect of your own life and you can enjoy the adventure that's called life. Everybody can have a beautiful life. Number three, you can't tell somebody what they aren't ready to hear and you can't make someone else happy. You only can do what's right for you and make yourself happy. Number four, remember people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Enjoy them for the time you have them. Let them go gently if and when they must leave your circle. Number five, it's okay to be a bit quirky. It's okay to stand out from the crowd and to just trust your gut and that the people who say things against you or don't necessarily get you, that's all right, they're just not part of your tribe. And you'll find your tribe, but don't change who you are. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to share it and consider writing a quick review here wherever you're listening to this episode. Also, stay tuned for more information about my next round of Fast, Pray, Heal. In this digital course, we'll learn about the ancient tool of fasting in its various forms, prepare both our homes and our mindsets to take on that adventure, and then together as a community, we'll have a guided fast together as we support each other to reach breakthroughs that we never realized were possible. What an adventure. For more information and to sign up for the waiting list, please head over to my website at lisaroars.com. Thanks for listening today. God bless your day and make it a great week. 